Record, you guys. That was 33 seconds on one note. Get the fuck out of here. Woo! What's up, you guys? Welcome from the South Bay. You know I used to live there. That's right. From the West Side. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Looks like another perfect day. All right, all right, all right, all right. Reloved. Hello, 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 you guys. Welcome to my Blue Thoughts. That's right. Second half edition. What's going on? Welcome, like I said, to my Blue Thoughts. This is my Dodger podcast where I talk about my favorite baseball team, my favorite team, uh, my favorite thing. Basically, you know, other than like, you know, my girl and my family and com. I mean, you know, there's things that are like more important, but as far as like favorite things, fucking Dodger baseball, man. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. Um, we took a few days off because it was the all-star break. Why can't I get a break, too? I'm an all-star. Um, honestly, uh, <laughs> I was going to do an episode right before the all-star game, but as some of you guys may know or not know, but I, I've been in Oklahoma uh, the last couple weeks here and there on and off traveling and uh, watermelon season just started. So for those that know, my girlfriend has a watermelon farm. Uh, which and she works on it in the summertime and uh, Monday and Tuesday were like the first first full days of watermelon farming so I was out there working in the 105 and 110 degree weather so needless to say uh, we and we work from sun up until sundown basically we take lunch but uh, yeah I wasn't gonna take that time to do my podcast i was taking that time massaging my back and fucking <laughs> trying not to pull a muscle because that shit's fucking hard so um i figured all right i'll take a couple of days off i know i'll be back on thursday before the first game of the second half i mean honestly it's you know i, I wish i wish that the all-star game was like right smack dab in the middle of the season like it used to be because you know at this point it's a little bit more than halfway obviously the dodgers have played 90 games at this point at this uh juncture in the season which i mean it's not it's not the all-star break i mean it is but it it, it is the all-star break but it's just not the halfway point but uh we played 90 games and uh, the Dodgers, as you guys all know, maybe you don't. I don't know why you'd be listening if you don't. But the Dodgers sit right here at 60 and 30, which is uh, a lot of games over 500 at this point in the season. It's a very, very, uh, it's a very good winning percentage. It's a .667 winning percentage. You're basically, not basically, you're winning two games out of three, and if you could do that over the course of the season and throughout the playoffs, you are winning the World Series. They are, you know, they headed into the All-Star break. Oddly, you know, we talked about it on here before uh, quite a few times this season, but, you know, oddly, they they went into the All-Star break on an absolute tear 
you know, winning uh, 10 out of their last 11 home games and 14 out of their last 16 games overall. And you're just looking at it and you're just like, they still aren't fucking firing on all cylinders. Still, the Dodgers are not, I mean, yeah, maybe like the last, you know, couple games, like, I mean, you know, against what was great was there was a couple games against the Cubs when they got down early and they battled back and fucking, you know, took them. There was a game when they were down by like six runs and they came back and fucking there's a game against the Cardinals when they were down by six runs and they came back and it's like, this is getting exciting because now it's, you know, we didn't have any of these like, so, you know, the Dodgers, I want to say, I I forget the stat and I didn't write it down, but, um, I think that they have like 26 come from behind victories this season. And, you know, that's all great, you know, but a comeback victory, you know, that could mean they were down one nothing in the first inning or something and they came back. And I mean, that's yeah, technically it's a comeback. But these late inning games when they're down, you know, by six runs going into the seventh inning and, you know, let's be honest, if we're at Dodger Stadium and the Dodgers are down by six runs going into the seventh inning, a lot of people getting out of their seats and going home to beat the traffic. And those people are fucking losers, okay? Those are the same people that are running their mouths on the Facebook page. Dodgers aren't going to win anything with Dave Roberts as the manager. With Cody Bellinger, he should be in AAA. Some of these people don't know how options work. Some of these people don't know what it's like to pay somebody $15 million and be like, look, yeah, maybe we should send you down and have you work on some things. But we're not paying you $15 million to fucking sit in AAA. You know, that's just not how it works. And the thing is, is too, you know, when people say shit like that, you know, Muncie needs to be in AAA. First of all, I guarantee you, this is 90% of the people listening and 99% of the people that are on these fucking Facebook pages, just Dodger fans in general that are saying shit like that. The dude fucking ripped his fucking elbow ligament, dude, okay? Had it ripped out. Like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time to fully heal. And the guy wants to be out there, and he's able to play. He's not at 100%. So many people do not have a pain threshold and have no idea what it is like to, one, play at a high level, like the major league level. I don't know what that's like. I, I, you know, I know what it's like to just play and... I know I'm going to play banged up, but to play at a high level, not at 100%, like it's hard enough just to be an average player. It's hard enough just to make it to the major leagues. You know, we just had the draft this this weekend. You know, you have 600, I think on, I want to say it's like 612 players drafted this season. How many How many major league teams are there? 30. And how many guys are on the roster? 26. Okay, so let's just do that math. 780 players total in Major League Baseball. That Yeah, you might have a couple on the taxi squad or whatever, but there's 780 players on Major League rosters right now. 600 players just got drafted. Guess what? They're not all making it to the Major Leagues. So just to make it to the Major Leagues is a task in itself, and to stay there and to succeed there. So all these people, you know, that want to send this person down, this person. The Dodgers aren't going to win a World Series, you know, without Muncie and Bellinger. Like, they're just not. Bellinger, how many times have we seen him 
make gold glove plays out there in center field. Do I wish he was hitting higher? Fuck yeah, dude. But there's all, he, he, he always shows signs. And so you know that there's something there, whatever it might be, a, t- a twitch. I, I, don't, I don't know. And I love how all these people on the fucking, on the inter- he just needs to shorten his swing. I mean, I maybe, but I've seen him take short swings and still fucking be late or miss or, you know, whatever it might be. The bottom line is this. None of us, not not me, not you, not any of the Facebook fucking couch managers know what he's working on with the coaches behind closed doors when the lights aren't shining bright. For all you guys know, he could be the hardest working fucking person out there coming early and getting extra batting practice, watching videos, getting treatment, staying later after, like getting more hacks in the cage underneath the dugout before the game. You guys don't know shit, okay? You don't know any of these things. I don't either, but you don't either. So anyway, the moral of that story is the Dodgers have still not fired on all cylinders and yet there's still 10 games on top of the western division what happened to the padres i don't know i can tell you that you look at the standings the padres are still 10 games above 500 you know they're still on pace to win about 95 ish games some somewhere around there I'm not great with math, but somewhere around there. And that's not a bad season. But what I also look at with the Padres is the fact that their run differential is only 31. What does that mean? Well, it means they probably get lucky in a lot of games. And that's probably because of their pitching staff. They have a very good pitching staff. They don't always do well against the Dodgers, that pitching staff. (laughs) But against everybody else, they seem to be doing pretty well. But the Dodgers have a run differential of plus 169. Only one other team in Major League Baseball has a higher run differential than the Dodgers. And yet, that's right, it's the Yankees. Big fucking deal. I will put the Dodgers up against the Yankees any day. Do the Yankees have good pitching? For sure. Is Garrett Cole going to be a fucking force to be reckoned with in October? For sure. That's it. I mean, that, that's that's all. Like, I, I mean, but you get past him, you get Nestor Cortez, you know, Nestor the Molester. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, they're fine, dude. They're fine. They're good. They're great. There's a reason why. The reason why they are where they are is because the Yankees fucking hit bombs, okay? They are the Bronx Bombers. They've got guys that can hit the ball a fucking mile high in the air. Or, you know, they're they're great. It's awesome. But I trust my Dodgers, man. Like I said, still not firing on all cylinders. Um, You had Freddie Freeman named Player of the Week again for the second time this season. What? Yeah. Um, He hit 632 last week, going 12 for 19 with two home runs. And an OPS of 1.8 fucking 1-0. What, dude? Going into the All-Star break with a 321 average. Talk about that slow start. This motherfucker is on fire. This is the thing, dude. You know, I worry. You know, baseball players, very superstitious. You know, very, you know, some guys are streaky. If I'm that hot, I'm like, 
Fuck the All-Star game, dude. Let's keep playing. I'm seeing the ball so big right now. I don't want to do anything. But then I look at it, and I'm like, well, he gets to go home and fuck Chelsea Freeman. So it's not the worst thing to have a couple of days off and get to go home and fuck your hot. You know what I mean? Like, I still think Court with a K is the hottest Dodger wife, but Chelsea Freeman, you're up there. If you want to come on this podcast, no disrespect. You're hot as fuck. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'm spoken for but I can appreciate the hotness of other people. That's just normal. Um, so anyway, I told you guys last year and this year, I told you guys, and I hate to say I told you so, but in this instance, I motherfucking told you so, okay? I told you that the Giants last year got lucky as fuck, okay? They had career years from Everybody from fucking Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, fucking Brandon Bell, all these guys named Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Fucking A, dude. You know, Longo was fucking had a, a little throwback year. Like, you know, and I told you guys, and Kevin Gossman, who fucking was like comeback player and whatnot, and he obviously left, but. I said, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck they're doing it. They're doing it. You know, obviously the Dodgers knocked him out in the playoffs. But that series took a lot out of the Dodgers. And whatever, you know. But I told you guys that they it, they, it was a fluke. And where are they? They're sitting in fucking third place right now. Twelve and a half games out of first place. Not even eligible for the wild card. They're close. They're right there. But if the season ended today... I'm sorry to say the Giants wouldn't be in the playoffs. Oh, how sad. <laughs> Aww. But they're there. They're very close. But I just knew that they weren't going to repeat what they did last year. Um, and they're and they're not. But uh, before, you know, I get super far into it, you know, um, there's some there's some things to be really excited about, you know, this season. Like, yeah. You know, Justin Turner is starting to kind of hit and come around again. He's, you know, he got off to a slow start, but he's coming around. Muncie, same thing. You know, he was seeing the ball and hitting the ball pretty well with authority heading into the All-Star break. So, you know, hopefully having a few days off helped him there. Um, but some, some first-half highlights, you know, how about that? None of us, and I repeat, none of us, not you, not me, Probably not Andrew Friedman either, but maybe, who knows, dude. Could have predicted that Tony Gonsolin would be 11-0 heading into the All-Star break with a 2.02 ERA. And the only reason he's even at a 2.02 ERA was because he had that bad start, his fucking last start against the Cardinals. And the Dodgers still ended up fucking bailing him out, so he's still undefeated. So his ERA was like 1.56, I think, going into that game, and it fucking skyrocketed a half run. Um, but I think he'll bring it back down. You know, didn't really have a great showing in the All-Star game, but who fucking cares, dude? John Carlos Stanton hit an absolute fucking rocket. <laughs> I've, I've always liked him, man. You know, he, I've always liked him. Just He's just a fuck. Like, I'm a little guy, dude. I'm 5'10", you know, a buck 60, you know, 9% body fat, whatever. I'm not measuring. I'm just saying... Um, but this dude is like, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, just built to destroy fucking baseballs, dude. And he's, in, in an all-star game, you just gotta fucking just marvel that shit, dude, you know? Um, 
he dropped a fucking bomb, but who cares? It's, it's, it's an exhibition game. It's, home field advantage isn't on the line anymore, so who fucking cares? Um, but, I mean, who would have thought he'd be undefeated? He, You know, I, I'm not going to go as far as calling him the ace of the staff, but he's definitely picked up a huge amount of slack that, let's face it, Dodgers weren't, I don't think, counted on this kind of production out of Gonsolin, you know, to the point now where he's going into the seventh inning, you know, on starts. I think they let him go into the eighth inning a couple starts ago. You having Tyler Anderson with the year of his fucking life, all-star. Congrats, Tyler Anderson, 10-1 and one <laughs> with a 2.96 ERA. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, Kershaw's like, hey, guess what? Um, I know you guys thought I was, you know, on the way out, but... I'm putting up numbers too. I'm seven and two with a 2.13 ERA. Oh, and by the way, my career 2.48 ERA is the lowest ever among pitchers with fucking 300 starts. What the fuck, dude? We're like, I told you guys, like he's the best pitcher I've ever seen. I've gotten to see, I've got, I've got to see him so many times in the past, and I'm just like marvel that every single time, like. I can't wait to one day just tell my grandkids, I, yeah, I saw Clayton Kershaw pitch. He was the best I've ever seen. Period. Julio Urias, you know, also easily could have been an all-star. You know, he hadn't got the run production, so his record isn't really indicative of how well he's pitched. 2.89 heading into the all-star break with an 8-6 and six record. Like I said, there's a lot of starts where he only allowed a run or two that the Dodgers didn't fucking score because they're not firing on all cylinders. You know, Urias should easily be, you know, 10 and 4, 11 and 3. You know, he was the only 20 game winner last season. So, as the Dodgers' offense com- starts to come around even more, look for Julio to get a bit more run support and then maybe go on a streak and finish the season something like, you know, 18 and 7 or something. It's a very realistic possibility. More highlights, you know. I know so many people, like the Facebook managers, were very quick to want to trade Gavin Lux. You know, I kind of had my doubts about him. You know, the thing about Gavin Lux, you know, and I don't know if you guys remember when I had Alex Friedman on the show last season, but, he, you know, he's the AAA announcer, play-by-play guy for the Oklahoma City Dodgers, and he talked about just how ready Gavin Lux looked when he was down in AAA, like, he was major league ready. And, you know, although the numbers didn't necessarily indicate that, you know, on-field performance, obviously he got sent down to work on some things. But I always saw his swing and was like, man, he's got quick hands. You know, and that's just something that you cannot teach, you know. And, yeah, like, obviously mentally, baseball is a grind. You know, you gotta, you still you, you can have all the talent in the world, but that mentality has to be there. And... The Dodgers kept believing in him, so he obviously had that mental toughness that major leaguers need to be successful. You know, he kind of tweaked a couple things, and dude's hitting 292, and he's on the climb. I, I could easily see him finishing above 300, starting to hit some home runs again now that he's got that swing, you know, figured out, and it's just like he's a number nine hitter, and he's one of the fastest guys in the team. I would like... I'm pretty sure that Trey Turner is faster than him, but between him and Mookie and Trey and Belly, like, those are four fucking speedsters. Guys that could get on base, hopefully, you know, 
but the guys that once they're on base can easily steal a base for you. Easily. Not even like, oh, I wonder if he can steal a base. Like, that's it. They're stealing the base as long as they don't get picked off. And you got a guy like that batting in your nine hole, dude? Get the fuck out of here. You know how many people would love to have Lux? And, I mean, I'll get to it later, but, I mean, they might have him, you know? Um, obviously, you know, like I said, Freeman having a fucking monster first half. Kind of got off to a slow start, but he's fucking right there, man. Mookie, 20 home runs, very quietly hitting 20 home runs. He's only hitting 265, but he also kind of started off slow. Averages down to his standards, but I, I'm very confident that'll pick back up. You got Will Smith, one of the best hitting catchers in the game, if not the best hitting catcher in the game, but also just clutch as fuck, dude. His swing is just so short. It doesn't. He doesn't have a power, like a John Carlos Stanton or an Aaron Judge type, even like a Piazza type swing where like he had that follow. Will Smith is just very short to the ball. Not a big guy either, but he puts all of it into that and that fucking ball can go. And I could easily see him finishing the year on a tear and hitting above 500 or 500, 300, you know, close to 30 home runs. And then obviously we have Trey Turner who is not getting MVP recognition even though he's playing the toughest position and he's probably going to be a 30-30 guy and hit 300. I don't know how many times that has happened in the history of Major League Baseball. Also leading the team in RBI. I mean, he just... And he's just so fast. And I love it, dude. I fucking love it. So, you know, the Dodgers, they're getting production out of a lot of guys in the lineup and not everybody's starting to hit. And everyone wants to talk about trades and that's what we'll get into next. You know, Juan Soto on the market, apparently. And, you know, I posted something on Facebook in the Dodger page about how, you know, there are rumors, like it or not, the Dodgers are, are rumored to be involved in trade discussions for a number of reasons. One, Juan Soto is one of the best hitters in the game, but also he's one of the best young hitters in the game. He's only 23 years old, dude. Like, you know, everyone like, don't trade the prospects and don't... Dude, some of these prospects are literally older than fucking Juan Soto, dude. <laughs> you have a guy that's already established, and he's younger than some of your prospects, dude. Get the fuck out of here, okay? We, he just turned down $400 million. Yeah, maybe because he didn't want to live in fucking D.C. Have you ever fucking driven around D.C.? It's a pain in the fucking ass, dude. Okay, and they suck. Yeah, they won a World Series a few years ago, but now they're garbage. They have one of the worst records in Major League Baseball. Juan Soto wants to win again. There's a reason why he was at the Dodger playoff game last year, supporting his old teammates, but also he just wanted to be around that playoff atmosphere again. You ever think about that? And all these people are like, oh, he turned down that money. He's greedy. No, Scott Boris is his agent. He's greedy. Okay? But also... Scott Boris is notorious for letting his players players ride out into free agency. So the Dodgers don't even necessarily have to sign that contract. The Dodgers could trade for him, and it's going to cost him a lot. And I'm not saying that I want to do this. But the Dodgers could trade for him. Like I said, it'll cost a lot, but they still have him under team control for this season, next season, and the 2024 season. What? Yeah, 
So that means basically three years of a player, essentially, because you, you, you figure they're going to go to the playoffs each year of those three years that you're going to get his production. And yeah, he'll get a pay raise in arbitration next year and the year after that. But they don't have to pay him $40 million. They only have to pay him arbitration. Yeah, can they sign him? Yeah, sure. If Trey wants to stay and they want to do a little packet deal, I could see that happening. Fuck yeah. But the moral of the story is, is like, guys, even if the Dodgers do pay him $40 million, it's not your fucking money, dude. <laughs> the Dodgers, you're not the one paying the luxury tax. We're paying it for it in ticket sales and bullshit fucking michelada sales. You know, you know those $18 micheladas that you fucking cholas like to take pictures of at the game instead of watching the fucking game? All right, well, guess what? If they get them, they'll be $19. You guys don't fucking care, so who cares? It's not your money. It is, but it's not. Do you know what I mean? Are they going to go out and get them? I don't know, dude. I tell you what, I'd rather have Juan Soto on the Dodgers than have him on the Giants or the fucking Padres. Just like when the Dodgers, you know, when... We thought Max Scherzer was going to the Padres last year. What? Do we, oh, fuck. He's going to the fucking Padres. Shit. And then the Dodgers fucking swooped in and got him. You think they'll do that again if they think that he might go to San Francisco or San Diego? Absolutely 100%. Okay? The Dodgers are going to make moves. I'm not saying they need Soto. I don't think they need him. But if they can get him instead of the, having the Padres, like I said, or the Giants get him, I think they'll fucking make it happen. Who will they give up? I don't know, dude. It's not my job. It's going to cost a lot. They got a lot of prospects. They just drafted fucking 19 more dudes on over the weekend. So, yeah. Will it be sad to see some of the prospects go? Yeah. But you know what won't be sad? When we're fucking dancing in the streets and getting an actual parade that we didn't get to have in 2020 because the Dodgers are the World Series champions again. And in a full season, so all the haters can suck a big fat fucking cock and want to talk about Mickey Mouse championships. Fuck you, okay? The Braves mascot fucking riding Mickey Mouse championship when he posed with the Dodger World Series ring in center field this weekend. Hey, remember when the Dodgers eliminated the fucking Braves? Would it have been a world uh, a Mickey Mouse World Series if the Braves wouldn't have blown a three games to one lead that season? Fuck you. Fuck the haters. I get so mad when people do that shit, dude. Because the Dodgers had to go through the Brewers, the Padres, the Braves, oh yeah, and the Rays that year. Okay? An extra round of playoffs, under quarantine, under completely different circumstances, in a f- on, 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 on a neutral field. Like, there were so many variables that were not in the Dodgers' favor. And every team had to go through that shit. So, anyway, I'm sorry. I get a little passionate about that. People want to talk shit. I want them to win it again, so shut everybody the fuck up. And if the Dodgers need, if the Dodgers can make a move to get a player that will help, a player that's already won a World Series, can you imagine an outfield with Juan Soto and Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts? Like, what, dude? Now, they might trade Belly. I don't know. I, I don't know who would be on the table, who would be off the table. It's not my job. I just know that if they go out and get him, I'm going to be fucking happy as fuck. Okay? Maybe they get him and maybe it helps them resign Trey. I don't know. I want Trey Turner back on the Dodgers. I love watching that fucking dude play. But if they trade for Juan Soto and they got to give up Gavin Lux, even though I was just singing his praises, hey, Gavin, it's been real, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> like for real. Thank you. Chris Taylor, when you're healthy again, you get to play second base now full time. And then maybe Muncie will play it a couple days. Okay. And then Eddie Alvarez. I don't know, dude. You can go fucking train for the Olympics, dude. You fucking suck. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the Dodgers have guys coming back. This is the thing. The Dodgers had the trade deadline, which is August 2nd this year, not July 31st like normal. Um, I'm confident that the front office is going to go out and make whatever moves they need to make. Keep in mind, you still have guys like Blake Trinan coming back at some point. So they say Tommy Canely coming back. Caleb Ferguson has just fucking slot right in and has almost pitched 27, uh, like, Oh, I'm trying to. He's basically pitched the equivalent of almost a no hitter, like eight no hit innings since he's been back. No one's even gotten a hit off him. Fucking dealing. He had a chip on his shoulder. He wasn't happy with how the rehab and the communication about the rehab was going. And the fucking dude is shoving right now. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Dodgers have Dustin May coming back sometime in August. There's their trade acquisition. You don't think he's going to help the fucking ball club and the pitching staff and the bullpen? Dustin May comes back. Someone's going to the bullpen. You want to tell 10-1 and one Tyler Anderson that he has to go to the bullpen? What, dude? You want to tell fucking Dustin May he's going to start off in the bullpen? He might be okay with it because he's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. Danny Duffy? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Oh, yeah. We have Walker Bueller coming back at some point, too, in August. Get the fuck out of here. They basically are going to go out and get four acquisitions at the trade deadline without even making any moves. So, you know, I don't think anybody is off limits when it comes to who they're trading. You know, yeah, you know, I talked about the prospects, Miguel Vargas, Bobby Miller, who was in the Futures game, you know, uh, Jacob Amaya, Diego Cartaya, you know, these are all guys that, yeah, their names, but the Dodgers had Caber Ruiz too, and they fucking traded him. And what happened? Oh, yeah, we got Trey Turner. Trust the process, you guys, Okay. I'm so excited for the second half. I didn't even really get into the All-Star game. I mean, it was really cool. I wished I could have been there, but, you know, there, there there's a, a pretty famous comic. His name is Joey Diaz, and I don't know him personally. I just listen to his podcasts, and a lot of it is comedy stories. And, you know, a lot of times he talks about the sacrifice that we have to make, you know, as comedians, the things that we miss out on, you know, weddings, birthday parties, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, I've missed, not that it's anywhere equal that, but, you know, I've missed the first two games of my team's baseball games that I play for. And it hurts, man, because I love nothing more than to being out there with my friends and just being on the field and getting to be a kid. Like, I love baseball. I wouldn't do this podcast if I didn't. I mean, yeah, I love the Dodgers, but I also just love baseball. You know, going to all these ballparks this season and just watching games just kind of made me just remember how much I love baseball and you know I love comedy too though you know so finding that balance of like okay I, my career is kind of taking off you know and I'm gonna miss some things and you know when I booked that other job you know a few weeks ago here in Oklahoma it, I, I just took it as a sign that like yeah like you're gonna miss the all-star game Peter and it's gonna suck because you're gonna wish you were there but at the same time it's just an exhibition like yeah like Will it come back to L.A. in 40 years? Hopefully less, you know. Hopefully 
unless they unless they add those two major league teams that they're talking about maybe adding you know maybe we won't have hopefully we won't have to wait another 40 years maybe it's just 32 I'll be 75 at that point so maybe I could take my grandkids or maybe they can take me who knows you know maybe I won't even have grandkids at this rate that might just be my kid <laughs> taking me to the game dude um you know I would have loved to have been there at the home run derby and just all that stuff but you know I just you know I have to dedicate myself to this career too, you know, and when opportunities come, I have to take them. And if things don't work out financially because of the price of airfare and all that, you know, I just, I just took it as a sign as, you know, your career's taking off, you're getting jobs, you're going to miss other shit in the future. So, you know, I'm used to it. It was so cool to see the home run derby, you know, at Dodger stadium. No guys hit it out. If I, I watched most of it, I missed like maybe like maybe about 15 minutes of it. I missed like Kyle Schwarber. But I don't think anybody hit it out, which is surprising to me. Um, but the highlight for me was just watching Clayton Kershaw take the mound and the fans giving him that adoration and that picture, that iconic picture that I'm probably going to have to get framed of him on the mound with that gold uniform, Kershaw and all the fans, you know, in front of him. It's it's him from the back. It's just a great. I posted it on my Instagram, but it's just a great iconic photo. Like you know, couldn't happen to a better guy than Clayton Kershaw. You know, after all the, you know, after after spending the his entire career with the organization and the ups and downs and you know the the you know couple of the playoff hiccups that he had in 2013 and 14, and then you know. Pitching very well in 2017, but then the Astros fucking cheating and robbing him of World Series. And then Boston kind of, you know, just that narrative. And then finally to see him win that World Series, you know, yes, in a COVID year, a little bit different. But how happy he was, you know, tell him that that's not a real championship. Tell me and the other, you know, 20,000 people that were there that day. Tell us that that wasn't a real championship, you know, but then to see him get to start the all-star game at Dodger Stadium in front of the home fans was was really a really cool moment you know if there's one thing like yeah like that I would have loved to have been there but at the same time in you know 10 more years or something when I'm fucking performing maybe at Dodger Stadium or somewhere huge like that I mean I don't know where it would be huger than Dodger Stadium but um you know I remember some of the sacrifices that I made and look back and be like, well, it was worth it, you know? I can go to the All-Star game any year I want to. Yeah, and I know it's not going to be the same because it's on a Dodger Stadium, but, you know, it's an exhibition. I've been to World Series. got to see them win it. You know, I got to see Muncy's walk-off. I, I got to see, you know, when they won Game 6 in 2017. Like, I've seen some cool shit, dude. I, I went to the 4-plus-1 game with Nomar walking it off against the Padres. Like, I've talked about that. You know, I got to see Sean Green hit four home runs on my birthday, May 23rd, 2002. You know, I got to see Belly get a walk-off single back in, I want to say that was 2018, right? Against Milwaukee. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been at some pretty iconic Dodger Stadium moments. I missed this one, but I, I was there in spirit. And, you know, all my friends that got to go, you know, I was really happy for them. But I... I 
I'm I'm cool with not getting to go, but it would have been cool to go. I'm not saying it wouldn't have been cool. Like, I got some friends. I'm not naming any names, but I'll just rather sit at home and watch. Shut the fuck up, dude. So much better being there, okay? Like, fucking spend the money, you know, and just fucking go. But I'm 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 working. So um, anyway, you guys, the Dodgers fucking are going right into it. You know, I'm, I'm very excited because we got the Giants coming right out the gate. And the Gi- like I said, Giants are already 12 and a half games back. So uh, this could really put the, the nail in the coffin for the Giants. I kind of hope it does between me and you because fuck the Giants. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm going to be back right back on Monday, you know, recapping the series with the Giants. I'm kind of bummed. I'm not going to get to go to the game. I was kind of hoping uh, that maybe my team would play an early game and maybe we could do a double dip and go to the Giant game on Sunday. But we play a 12 o'clock game, so um, I'll miss the game on 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 Sunday. But, you know, I'm probably going to go. Oh, it looks like we got a day game on Wednesday. You know how Peter loves day games. Meet me at the stadium on Wednesday, guys. Let's do it. Everyone that listens to this podcast, fucking hit me up on Twitter or text me if you're my friend. Um, let's get a group of us and go to this fucking day game on Wednesday. It's a 12 o'clock game. Fucking perfect, dude. No traffic in and out of the stadium. And then maybe we can fucking, I don't know, do something afterwards. Um, anyway, you guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Do me a favor. You know what I'm about to say right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Apple Music, do me a favor, rate the podcast, subscribe, like, share, uh, give me, leave a review. That really helps me with the algorithm. Uh, this has been My Blue Thoughts. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Love LA. Love.